Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everybody, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan. I'm here today with Chris, and we are digging into Peter, what Peter has to say. So uh, we're not going to quite get into Second Peter today, but we will soon. Yep. Um, so what's what's sticking out to you from today, Chris? Man, there's there's just there's a lot in here that we could talk about. Um, I mean, there's some really cool identity passages in here uh, in the beginning, especially because I think Peter might have been talking to some different Gentiles. Yeah. Um, there's a quote from Hosea that once you were not a not a people, now you are God's people. Um, which is just great identity things, especially because the Gentiles were often told they were second class. Um, and then on top of that, they were second class because of their ethnicity, but then they were suffering for being a Christian sometimes. So it's like they were getting the double whammy there. And there's just a lot of encouragement to them to stand firm and be willing to suffer for their faith, but not to use that as an excuse to have bad behavior. Um, there's some really cool things of how their, the way they speak, the way they behave could actually influence unbelievers, could influence kings. And I think uh, behavior is an important thing right now that we, I mean, it's not too hard to see. We've seen a lot of Christians behaving badly over the last couple of years. So uh, there's some good words for us and encouragement in First Peter. I heard a guy recently say like, the bar is like so low right now that a great place to start for being a Christian is like, try being nice. Don't explode at anyone. <laughs> Treat people as human beings. <laughs> so I, I like, I, I mean, there's some very direct stuff here from Peter. Um, I feel like what he's saying is so valuable considering the source. So we have, uh, we don't get this a lot with a lot of the, the letters that we're reading, but we have the benefit of like a narrative about Peter's life. So we know what decisions he's made in the past. Uh, the thing that kept popping out in my mind is like, Peter's the guy that, had a sword and cut <laughs> cut a guard's ear off yep. when the when the soldiers were coming to take Jesus as a prisoner and Jesus rebukes him uh, he says if, you, if you're going to live by the sword you're going to die by the sword and then he like heals the guy's ear so we're we're actually not really dealing with that Peter I mean he is like he's the same guy obviously but he's been on quite a journey he's come a long way to the point that he's saying like you know what actually we should try to respect all authority keep in mind what his authority looked like. Roman authority is not at all like the authority we deal with today. It's very likely this was written around the time of Nero. Yeah. One of the worst Roman Isn't empires. Isn't that wild? Um, yeah, it's it's remarkable some of the things he says. And this is not a standalone passage. There are other passages about respecting authority. Um, and if you consider the authority that they were living under, it's very bizarre, actually. Um, so this is Peter. This is the ear-cutting-off guy saying, hey, make sure you respect authority. Do your best to follow their will. Uh, kings exist to punish people for doing dumb things. Don't do dumb things. Um, if you are going to be persecuted, make sure you're being persecuted for Christ's sake, not for your preference. Um, am I tracking the right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, it, this is government that literally was killing Christians. So like, sometimes we get a little bit fired up today about the things we don't like, but like government's not literally killing Christians. Like, this is, also, this, time. this is also Peter who requested to be crucified upside down so that people would not confuse him with Jesus. So he he lives this thing out. I yeah. mean, he's he is living this out until he's put to death for the sake of Christ. Um, there is there is a household code here about like how we should conduct ourselves with within the body of believers. 
It's very specific. Uh, I do. I love it when people are being direct. So I like that. It's like, okay, cool. This is Peter. Tell me how to live. Uh, there's instructions here for how to respect authority, what it's like if you have a master over you, um, if you're a wife, how you should treat your husband, if you're a husband, how you should treat your wife, how we should all treat each mm-hmm. other within the body of believers. Um, that one sticks out to me because it's like, you know what? Like If you're dealing with another Christian, you better be nice, and you better be respectful, and you better push each other closer to Christ. Yeah, there's a part in here, too, that says, like, always be prepared to have an answer or a reason for the hope that you have. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get pretty good at that, but it says, and do so with gentleness and respect. Yeah. You know, I think in a culture of outrage, we're forgetting the second half of that verse where now it's more important to be right than it is to be kind and loving. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually both. Um, we need, we don't want to compromise truth. Of course, we're not saying that at all, but there's a way to do it that will be winsome and that people might listen or, but if we do it, inappropriately, it's going to drive people away. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, a, there's a strong emphasis here. So he, he kind of has his focus within the Christian community. Then he turns his focus like outside of that community saying, you know, like the, the non-believers around you, hopefully they're looking at your life and they're saying, you know what, that guy, like, I don't like, I don't like what he says, but man, the way he lives his life, there's something to that. Uh, I had this professor one time that said, uh, if you're going to be like, basically, if you're going to pursue having influence in a church, Um, you need to know that everybody that lives next to you has a really high opinion of the way you live your life. And it like kind of blew my mind because I was like, at that point, I was like, I don't care what, I don't even know my neighbors. I don't Mm -hmm. care what they think about me. Uh, But it is actually pretty important. Like your neighbors should look at your life and be like, wow, they have, they have something. And, you know, like if, if, if there's anywhere to start, maybe start there. Yeah. That's a great place. Um, It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get we'll get more Peter uh, as we continue. I think we're starting Second Peter tomorrow. I don't know if we'll wrap it up tomorrow, but I, I love Peter's perspective. I like hearing what this guy has to say. So we'll dig into that deeper as we keep going. We'll see you tomorrow. All right. See ya. First Peter two, starting in verse four. You are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor. And you are the living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. As the scriptures say, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem chosen for great honor, and anyone who trusts him will never be disgraced. Yes, you who trust him recognize the honor God has given him. But for those who reject him, the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. And he is the stone that makes people stumble, the rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they do not obey God's word, and so they meet the fate that was planned for them. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy... Now you have received God's mercy. Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from the worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. For the Lord's sake, submit to all human authority, whether the kings as head of state or the officials he has appointed. 
for the king has sent them to punish those who do wrong and honor those who do right. It is God's will that your honorable lives should silence those ignorant people who make foolish accusations against you. For you are free, yet you are God's slaves. So don't use your freedom as an excuse to do evil. Respect everyone and love the family of believers. Fear God and respect the king. You who are slaves must submit to your masters with all respect. Do what they tell you, not only if they are kind and reasonable, but even if they are cruel. For God is pleased when conscious of his will, you patiently endure unjust treatment. Of course, you get no credit for being patient if you are beaten for doing wrong. But if you suffer for doing good and endure it patiently, God is pleased with you. For God called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example, and you must follow in his steps. He never sinned, nor ever deceived anyone. He did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threaten revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God, who always judges fairly. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross, so that we could be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds you are healed. Once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. In the same way, wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Then even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. This is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They put their trust in God and accepted the authority of their husbands. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband, Abraham, and called him her master. You are her daughters when you do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do. In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. Finally, all of you should be of one mind. Sympathize with one another. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tender-hearted and keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing. For the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. Now who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord in your life. But if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good if that is what God wants than to suffer for doing wrong. Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the Spirit. So he went and preached to the spirits in prison, those who disobeyed God long ago, when God patiently waited while Noah was building his boat. Only eight people were saved from drowning in that terrible flood. And that water is a picture of baptism, which now saves you, not by removing dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience. It is effective because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
Now Christ has gone to heaven. He is seated in the place of honor next to God, and all the angels and authorities and powers accept his authority. So then, since Christ suffered physical harm, you must arm yourselves with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. You won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of God. You have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy, their immorality and lust, their feasting and drunkenness and wild parties, and their terrible worship of idols. Of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things they do, so they slander you. But remember that they will face Two will have to face God, who stands ready to judge everyone, both the living and the dead. That is why the good news was preached to those who are now dead. So they, so although they were destined to die like all people, they now live forever with God in the Spirit. The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most importantly of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trial you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad, for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering, so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. If you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed, for the glorious Spirit of God rests upon you. If you suffer, however, it must not be for murder, stealing, making trouble, or pr- into other people's affairs, but it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name, for the time has come for judgment, and it must begin with God's household. And if judgment begins with us, what a terrible fate await those who have never obeyed God's good news. And also, if the righteous are barely saved, what will happen to godless sinners? So if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to God who created you, for he will never fail you. Now a word to you who are elders in the churches. I too am an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and I too will share in his glory when he is revealed to the whole world. As a fellow elder, I appeal to you, care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly, not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord it over people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. And when the good shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of never-ending glory and honor. In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders. And all of you, dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another, for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Jesus Christ. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever. Amen. 
Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, it means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.